Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Life with Lex. I'm Alexis, your host for this podcast, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and this is probably the most low-budget podcast ever, but I'm super stoked to be starting this. Yeah, we literally have a microphone in front of a laptop, and that's all I we have I didn't introduce you. It's okay. Okay, uh... anywho, um, I guess I'll just introduce the very first guest that I'm having, which is someone that... I would say I'm pretty close to, you know, lived with him my entire life. I guess things are pretty serious between us. I'm kidding. It's that, it's my brother. His name is Pete. That made it sound very weird. Hello, <laughs> I am Pete. Nice to meet you all. I am 19. <laughs> I love long walks on the beach and yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, well, I mean, since we have known each other our entire lives, lived together our entire lives, um, just so the listeners can kind of get to know you, I'm just going to ask you a little question. When you were younger, a, a young lad, what was something that you were really good at? What was something I was really good at? Oh, um, okay, so as a little kid, I was really fascinated with music. I'm pretty sure that I was the one that, like, initiated and told mom that I wanted to play piano as a kid, which is really oh. funny because I was actually the first one that wanted to quit. So, um, yeah. after a while, like, I'm not gonna I just, lie, yeah. I was, I was better at piano yeah, than she's, you were. She's better at piano. <laughs> um, it's probably because, like, you actually, like, dedicated time to it and stuff yeah. like that. Um, like, I would play stuff, but I only play stuff if I liked it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I guess, going off, sorry, that was off tangent, but, uh, the thing that I'm actually really, like, I was really good at was, like, playing things by ear, like, I, yeah, like I, I would be able to go to the piano and think of a melody and I'd be able to pluck it out on the piano and then eventually just add a bass line to it and whatnot. But I don't know. I guess it's like something that I pride myself on because like spending all those years in band and learning all those instruments, I guess that sort of Yeah, this, this fool knows how to play like, I don't know, nine, ten instruments, which I think is wild because like I don't even remember how to play the piano and we took lessons for, I don't know, eight to 10 years or somewhere something like there. that yeah somewhere around a there. long ass time but you know mom and dad wanted us to be piano prodigies yeah. which didn't i mean it's out. like classic asian families though so like in general <laughs> every asian family has like those kids that at least are really talented in music or art something like that yeah that's true yeah um yeah anyways thank you for sharing that i can 100 percent agree with you when you say that you were really good at playing music by ear I'm not very gifted so I had to work super hard to be good at piano but you know I was the better child you're not, right not and gonna I, I, think, I think that's like why like we both have like very different styles in general is because you're very dedicated and hardworking, and I'm I don't know I'm it, it takes like how do I say a burst of motivation to get me started mm-hmm. you know what I mean well I think also the biggest difference was that I hate classical music so when we were learning how to play piano I refused to play any classical music yeah, besides yeah, yeah. for Elise and I always requested that my teachers would give me more contemporary music oh yeah like you played um that k-pop song wedding Dress yes by and then yes. um my all-time favorite song that I learned was shoot I don't know how to pronounce it I think it's Ochre Mountain Shining oh, yeah. or something. I don't even remember the, the composer, yeah, but me neither. that was a great song and that was it was really contemporary pretty contemporary. Yeah, genre. it was really pretty. Yeah. I think you won a competition with that, right? I did, I did. Good job. Um, man, good times. I barely remember that. Honestly, a lot of childhood is repressed. 
same relatable <laughs> oh my goodness and then <laughs> when our piano teacher just up and left and we figured out that he moved out of his apartment yeah, we went to, to like his pr- florida or something <laughs> we literally went to his apartment and knocked on the door and we were like oh what time for another uh piano lesson and then somebody else who we don't know just answers the door and they're just like oh yeah the tenant moved out like a couple months ago no not a couple months ago like, like last week or something like that but um, it was a big surprise to us, so we were just like, oh, I guess we're not doing piano lessons anymore. <laughs> that was random. Yeah, it really was. Um, anyways, I would like to get into our topic of the week, which I think is going to be a little bit exciting to talk about. Um, we're going to be talking about sleep paralysis Spooky. and our experiences with sleep paralysis. Okay. So I'm just going to start off yeah, by of saying, course, okay. sorry, not to cut you off or anything, of but I never thought that sleep paralysis was a real thing like you know when people talk about sleep paralysis and they're like oh yeah like I was like laying there and like my eyes were open and I was conscious but like I just couldn't move my body and like you know when people talk about seeing like dark figures in their room I'm like okay that sounds like absolute bullshit I don't think that's real Mm -hmm. and you're kind of just trying to pull my leg right now I don't think (laughs) that thing is real but um, there's this show on Netflix called The Haunting of Hill House, and one of the characters in that show experiences sleep paralysis, um, and she goes to, like, I don't even know what they are. They're, like, some sort of, like, sleep experts that... Sleep experts? No, they just, like, help them kind of process, like, like... the experience of sleep paralysis. I don't know what the proper name was. I can't remember, but... Some sort of psychologist or something? I don't even think they were, like, licensed, like, psychologists or anything. They're oh, yeah, just, like, what people... a great person to consult. <laughs> no, they were just, like, people that, like, <clears throat> knew stuff about sleep pauses. I have no idea. Um, anywho, watched that show, and I loved it, but watching that and then seeing one of the characters go through sleep process and like oh yeah that that shit's definitely not real it it just didn't it doesn't seem real to me you know and i'm like i don't understand like just fucking wake up you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're if you can't move your body just like move your arm you know but a few weeks ago i had my first experience with sleep paralysis and it was super super weird like i don't even remember what what the premise of it was but suddenly i just woke up and I was like, I can't move my limbs. And like, I was like looking at like my body and I'm like, why can't I move my body? And then I was like, this has to be a dream. And it felt like a dream, but it also didn't feel like a dream. It was really weird. And then I like realized in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going through sleep process. Like it's happening. It's finally happening. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to be wow, one of these this people. Is such a one life experience, a once in a lifetime experience. I'm so excited. No, I know because like, <laughs> I have friends that have sleep paralysis like pretty often, and oh my God, I've like, never had it in my 21 years of life. That's so scary. You know, and so I think it would be really creepy. I to can't be one imagine of those going through that like multiple yeah. times. Anyways, um, Pete and I were in the car earlier today, and I explained to him how I had sleep paralysis for the first time and he's like wait no way let me tell you about this story so i'll let him tell what he explained to me cool so um what's really funny is that um we have a little sister younger sister she is now 13 years old and we were sleeping in the same room i think we were just making room for i don't remember but somebody was sleeping over and uh, they took up the room that is my sister's so um we were just sleeping and we both had sleep paralysis the same night. So I wake up 
and I sleep in the fetal position. So I'm laying on my side and I have my arm either under my head or somewhere in front of my head if you guys are picturing somebody laying down. And so I open my eyes and I can see my hand, but I can't move it. I tried to turn my neck so then that way I can look at the rest of my body, but I can't move that either. So the weird thing is, is that before I even, like, opened my eyes in the first place, I just heard this weird buzzing. So, like, there were, like, wasps in my ears just buzzing. And so, um, that combined with not being able to move my hand was scary enough as itself. But then I look downwards and I see sitting on my bed just a dark figure. And, you know, normally people, when they do experience uh, sleep paralysis, they do explain, uh... Or they do all happen to see a person or, like, some presence with them. And that's actually you dreaming that up because your brain is technically awake, sort of trying to make sense of what is going on, but you're also in REM sleep. So it's just this huge bundle of crazy. Okay, but here's my thing, is that when I had sleep paralysis, I didn't see any, like, weird figures standing in my corner. I didn't see anything. I just, like, was, like what's happening and i'm like oh shit it's happening and i was like (laughs) okay cool um i guess i'll just go back to sleep okay so you know how like in your field of vision in your peripherals you technically can't see color in your peripherals but Mm. your brain compensates for that and then it adds like the color so it's like if you try and look very like far right far left like your your field of vision technically you're not supposed to have color there but your brain just fills it in fills in the gaps so I feel like, what if, you know, this is just a theory, I have not studied this or looked this up at all, but, like, what if when you are when you have sleep paralysis and you see, like, those dark figures, like, what if it's just, like, a part of your vision that's, like, blurred out? That could be something. But yeah, like, but that's I mean, the thing is that, like, for me, it was, like, really defined. Like, I could see, like, it wasn't really, okay, like, not defined, defined, but, like, it was, like, a fuzzy figure. So, like... I would look down and I'd be able to see the side of my bed, a fuzzy figure, and then I'd look down and I'd see the rest of my bed. So that's what, like, sort of freaked me out at the Mm, time. Okay. So that's, like, I guess my experience. And I remember my little sister waking up and she had just, like, dried tears. This is in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. So she she woke up and she had, like, dried tears on her face because she didn't know what to do, poor girl. Um, She didn't know what to do. So, like, me having, like... Uh, heard a lot of stories about sleep paralysis. I was just like, oh, what do people do in this situation? I'm just like, oh, yeah, people tend to close their eyes. So if you close your eyes, you naturally go back to sleep because you're already in REM sleep in itself. So um, I closed my eyes, fell back asleep, woke up in the morning. And I was like, wow, that was weird. And then I just look over to Kimmy and she was freaking out mentally. And then she told me what was happening that night. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's really... Well, because she, she explained it to us earlier that she thought that she was dying and she was like, this is the transition between yeah. life and death because she was awake, but she couldn't move her body. Yeah. So she thought that she was dying. So that's why she was I think, crying. I think it's because like her like position was like straight up, like her chest was facing the roof like, and so was the rest of her, her back, body. Yeah. yeah. So like she was seeing figures flying in front of her instead of like somebody sitting in one place or something mm, like that. That's so like creepy. seeing that is like kind of... Disturbing. Oh shit, I'm like really glad that <laughs> when I had sleep paralysis I, process, I just freaking was like, oh finally, like it's happening, <laughs> you know, and I didn't see any weird shit. I think that would have really creeped mm-hmm. me out, but yeah, I, okay, I think it's weird that you and Kimmy had sleep paralysis on the same night, because what if that was the same night that I also had it, because yeah. mine occurred a few weeks ago, and like, oh my gosh, 
this would be like a Haunting of Hill House thing. Not that you've seen the show, but if any of you guys listening have um, watched Haunting of Hill House, you guys are all, you know what I'm talking about. You know, that one, that one night and then all of the siblings wake up at once. I just, you know, yeah, kind of creepy shit like that. But I mean, it's not like. Yeah, that. but that's a thing though. That's like really weird because like when I was like talking to Kimmy about it, it did happen like maybe a month ago. Okay, so. mine happened definitely a few weeks ago, too, so I don't, I can't remember what night it was, but I think that would be so weird if it was the same night, but I feel like it might be, like, that sibling telepathy. Yeah, you know what, that's, like, something that I see in a lot of people experience when they're, like, twins. So like, Yeah, no, yeah, twin telepathy, yeah. and, like, they think similar things. I mean, I don't know how entirely true it is with, like, the sensations and, like, when they say, like, oh, if one of them is in pain, the other one can feel pain, too. But I know for sure there's, like, that twin telepathy kind of thing. Because it's, like, even with your best friends, uh-huh. like, you guys start to think the same things and uh-huh. speak the same things just because you spend so much time together. So, it's, like, it just makes sense, like, for twins, you know? Okay, so, like, I have to ask you then, like, do you believe in the supernatural sort of stuff? Like, um, you know how, like, mothers have, like, those premonitions and stuff like that? Or... I think premonitions are kind of bullshit because one time mom had a dream that I got pregnant and I mean I'm 21. She called you in the morning yeah. and she was so sad. And um, I'm 21 and I'm still not pregnant so okay. I think those like are kind of bullshit. I okay. think honestly I think most things supernatural are kind of BS. I don't believe in ghosts which makes a lot of people mad and I feel like it's fair <laughs> for me to believe in whatever I want to believe in but like I just I don't think ghosts are real. And okay. people get mad at me when I yeah, see okay. that. Yeah, okay, but, like, that's a thing that, like, I find really weird because maybe maybe it's just me, but, like, the whole ability to, like, I don't know, have those deja vu moments where you, like, have seen it in a dream before and you know what's going to happen next and then you can, like, change the outcome of it depending on how you act compared to what your dream said you did. I've, like, had that happen to me a lot. Maybe it's just reoccurrences of the same exact event but I don't know. I'll dream something and then I'll experience it maybe in class the following day or like the following week or a month mm-hmm. down the line. And mm-hmm. I'll remember it from mm-hmm. my dream. So well, I, I feel like personally, I think that deja vu things are kind of just more coincidence, oh. coincidental kind of things. Okay. I don't think it's like you're a visionary or anything. And like, I mean, not to knock anybody's oh, yeah, profession, yeah. but I don't think that like people who like are quote unquote like visionaries or like psychics or something like, I don't know. I just don't think that that thing is entirely true. I'm I just mean, like, like skeptical of it. I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that I'm like a visionary or like I'm, no, no, I definitely I, no, know, I get what but... you mean though. Like saying like when you have like those deja vu kind of vision things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sorry, no one is Raven Baxter, unfortunately. I was actually going to bring that up while we are related. <laughs> Yeah, um, but that, yeah, that segment was a little bit about how we both experienced sleep paralysis for the first time just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I hope I never have to go through it again, because I've gone 21 years without experiencing it, and then finally it happened. Yeah. But I mean, I had a pleasant experience. I was just like, oh, can't move anything. I guess I'll go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, when you were talking about how there are people that experience it, like, Often, often? Yeah. that's so scary. Like I, I one of creepy. my friends like talked to me about it, and um, I was telling them how I experienced it or like my first time experiencing it, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, it happens like at least three times a week for me." Oh, and I'm just creepy. like, "That's scary that's as hell. Weird. I cannot deal with that." Because like I feel like my flight or 
my fight or flight response really does kick in in those situations because when you see somebody just right there, it's kind of unsettling. And they're Bro, just sitting there. what if this house is haunted and it was like... It was just like a connection someone. between all of us or like some like spiritual thing just trying to be like, hey, get out of here. <laughs> see, like, I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but like demonic shit, like I totally think that's true. You oh, know? real? Well, because I think like people can get possessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never seen someone possessed, but... I feel like there's, like, a whole bunch of different, like, mindsets for me. Because in one, like, I feel like there's a whole, like, placebo sort of effect where you're just like, oh, you're you're uh, possessed. And then all of a sudden they just start acting more possessed because they, they've yeah. been, quote-unquote, diagnosed as possessed. I don't know. I think there's just a whole bunch of different stuff that goes into that psychologically and, like, the place that you were, like, raised or whatnot. But, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are going to be answering some questions now from some of our lovely friends via Instagram. They're just dying to know the answers to these questions, and you heard it here, folks. We're, we're going to be answering them. Um, yeah. First one, all of these are going to be anonymous, by the way, so I don't know. If the next show you want to ask us questions or you want some un- unqualified advice, is unqualified a word? Underqualified? So. Underqualified. I think underqualified. Underqualified is more advice to some problems that you're having. You know, let let me know and I'll try and help. But okay. these are just some pretty yeah. straightforward questions. Yeah. First one. Regular Oreos or double stuffed? Um, personally I'm a very big double stuffed person. I love Ugh. having that extra cream. Oh god. Why you're judging me and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I just I really like having the cream. I really like the cream. Not gonna lie, like, I was the kid that would open the Oreo and then eat the cream first, and then maybe throw away the cookies, maybe eat the cookies, depending on that's how I was feeling. But more than likely, I would actually eat the cream more. Okay, that's disgusting. And then just disregard the rest of the cookie. Okay, well, personally, neither. I am an Oreo Thins kind of girl. Okay. I really hate the ratio of cookie to cream mm. in regular Oreos, and I hate the ratio of cookie to cream... And double stuff Oreos. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of Oreo Thins. I think they're so fantastic. And I don't know why they didn't create them sooner. Because that would have made my childhood a lot better. Okay, unpopular opinion though. Just, um, I have a really big thing for the mint Oreos. Ew, that's disgusting. I know. Okay, okay no. next question. Because this is like disturbing me. I really mentally. like I no. Like the mint okay. Oreos. Okay, fine. Okay, so the next question: If you could only live in Texas or Virginia the rest of your life, uh, where would you live? How do I say it? Neither. 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 Oh my goodness. Texas or Virginia? I mean, okay. I do have a friend though. Um, one of my really good friends in college, and her boyfriend is from Texas. And after he graduated, he moved back there. Rent is hella cheap. Med school is hella cheap. I don't know, like, even just buying a house is super cheap. So, I don't know if I would survive on the East Coast, because I don't understand anything about rain or snow, and Virginia gets rain and snow. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I don't know too much about the climates, besides Texas being really hot. Um, Yeah, I think I would choose Texas, though, because it's close enough to California, you know? Okay. Everything's bigger in Texas. But, okay, also, in Spongebob, when he's, like, uh, he's, like, Patrick, what am I? Uh, Texas? <laughs> or, no, he's, like, 
oh, stupid? And he's like, no, I'm Texas. What's What's the the difference? difference? (laughs) I think I totally just butchered whoever said who, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all, oh my god, see, I just said y'all. I belong in Texas. So yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna say Texas. Okay, um, like I said, I don't know anything too much about the climate or, like, uh, really anything about the places. Like, I, I only have heard a jazz choir from Texas, TCU. Shoutouts, they're amazing. Um... But besides that, I don't, yeah, I don't really know all too much. I think I'd have to agree in that since we're very big Cali people, I would live in Texas just because it is that much closer to California. Um, I'm like cringing that you said Cali, but whatever, let's okay. let it slide. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I I also have a friend named Cali, so saying like I'm in Cali, that makes it feels very oh, weird God. to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done with okay, that. Okay, last um, question. Last question from at least um, my followers is, uh, what is your weirdest quality? And this is this person's favorite question, so feel blessed that they asked this. Um, do you want to go first? I'm trying to think. My weirdest quality? I think there's a lot that's weird about you. Normally, um... Well, okay, here. I'll say what I think is my weirdest quality, and then you tell me what you think my weirdest quality is, and then we'll do vice versa. Okay. Um, I think my weirdest quality... It's like a bad habit, more than like a weird quality, but I have to listen to The Office to fall asleep. Every single that night. That is pretty weird, yeah. I Every rem- single night. I remember you I, told me that. Yeah, like... And I was like, what? <laughs> I noticed that if I don't listen to The Office to fall asleep, I have a very unrestful sleep. Like, I wake up the next morning and I'm exhausted. But if I listen to The Office to fall asleep, I sleep like a baby, I wake up well-rested the next morning, and I'm like, great, like, normal night, you know? Okay, like, going off a tangent, though, this girl right here has seen The Office 15 times? Oh, bro, I finished it for, like... The 32nd time two weeks ago. Yeah, um, I'm trying to give myself a break, a little bit of a cleansing, so I'm back on Parks and Rec, and I've seen Parks and Rec, I don't know, eight times maybe, a lot. I love both, though. I love both, but my heart belongs to the office. I'm more of a Parks and Rec dude. Okay. Um, What do you think my weirdest quality is, though? Um, Physically, she can, like, pick up things with her toes, so, like, she's very, how do I say, like good at using pedidextrous yeah pedidextrous or something like that and also she can crack her middle toe with her big toe is it middle toe it's my second second toe toe. here i'm gonna do it into the mic asmr wait that one's not cracking right now let's try the other side okay there you go yeah you heard it there you go but yeah um physically that is her weirdest quality um however just like personality wise her uh, her ability to make really funny situations um, even more funnier. I don't know if that makes sense, but the way Why that she... a weird quality? I think it's... Well, okay, I think it's more of a fun quality than a weird quality. But I think it's just the way that you word things that makes it a lot more funny. So, like, the way you point things out or the way you say something. Can so, you maybe it's your weird example? wording. Um, sure. Let me think of one. Um, I don't know, but... I don't know any, like, ones that I can think of at the top of my head, but mom and dad really love it when you come home 
because of all like the little things that you say and life is literally boring without her here i'm not <laughs> going to lie i think it's probably just funny because i have no filter so like i oh, just yeah, that say anything that comes to my mind that is very accurate so you're going to probably hear a lot more as the podcast go on she's probably going <laughs> to open up a little bit more <laughs> and be very straightforward this podcast is not about me it's about people living life with me you know life okay okay with lex i see you, i, I see love you. um Anyways, can you tell me what you think your weirdest quality is? And then I'll tell you what I think it is. Um, my weirdest quality is probably my social awkwardness. I tend... Okay. Keep going, and then I'm going to say why I disagree. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think there are some times where... I'm working on my discretion, so going through the three gates, is it necessary, is it true, or is it... Wait, no. Is it necessary, is it true... And is it something, something, there's a third gate. But yeah, learning to actually like filter what I say, because sometimes I'll say something and it's really offbeat and it doesn't really coincide with the current conversation that is going on. And so it'll always end with an awkward, just a dip within the conversation. And then somebody else will have to pick it up and bring it off. I mean, on from there. So I think that is my most, I guess, weird Quality? I feel like that doesn't make you socially awkward, though. You know, there's people that really have no social cues, mm-hmm. and I think that can make you socially awkward, but I don't think you're socially awkward because you are a very outgoing and friendly and approachable person. Um, and, like, I feel like there's really no such thing as being, like, awkward because it's, like, that's just how some people are. Mm-hmm. And just because someone... So, like, let's say, like me, someone that's very outgoing and like whatever if I come across someone who doesn't exactly act the same way as me like I don't think of that as them being awkward I just think of it as like they have a different personality than me okay, okay. you know and so I it's guess like, it's a really good way to look well at it, yeah. yeah because it's I like, like I feel like there's really no way to be super awkward I used to always call myself awkward but it's like it's not awkward it's just how I am uh, okay okay and you know it's like everyone has different personalities so I don't know I really I think the only way that you can really classify yourself as socially awkward is, like, if you have no social cues and you have, like, total disregard for other people and you're kind of, like, borderline personality disorder. Yikes. I don't know. But, I mean, that that might be pushing it. But true, true. I feel like no one's, no one's necessarily super awkward. Okay. You know? Well, I like that way of thinking. Yeah, that, that's, like, a really positive way to look at it, or a positive spin on it. I I'll like be that. honest, everything that I just said, I kind of blacked out, so oh. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. It's okay, you'll go back there. Did it make sense? Yeah, it made sense, it makes sense. I or at least coming sense. From, coming from you and, like... Oh my gosh, sometimes, like, I say things and then, like, I black out while I'm saying it. Oh so my like god, I where does that Michael Scott quote? Um, sometimes I just start a sentence and I oh, don't yeah. know where it's going. Yeah, <laughs> I just well, I mean, that's entirely time. true. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh... Okay, I'm trying to think of what your weirdest quality... I have a lot of weird things about me. I'm trying to think of what I think is weird, though, because I don't think anything is weird. Um, Maybe it's because we okay, this together. isn't. Um, this is a physical thing, and it's not like a quality. It's like something that's part of you. One of your thumbs oh, doesn't yeah. have enough skin <laughs> to stand up straight. Okay, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh I God. don't know if that makes sense okay. to anybody, but like... Ever since he was born, you know, literally from the womb out, like one of his thumbs just doesn't have enough skin. So like at the knuckle, it bends like perpetually 
because like there's not enough skin for it to just go up straight and i don't know if you can visualize this yeah. but like it hurts for him to like bend it straight oh yeah to bend it backwards there's, like, yeah i don't know if that's because there's not enough skin I... <laughs> <laughs> no i okay so i genuinely think maybe it's just like a genetic defect or something like that genetic like, i don't have it okay well i mean like maybe it's just for me but i don't know but like i came out of the womb and, okay, I think it's a lot better now because, like, I can actually bend it back and it doesn't hurt as much. Um, but as a kid, I would literally have it, like, locked in place at a 90-degree angle. So think <laughs> so think of your hand and then you have your thumb branching off of it, right? And then you have the upper knuckle. The upper knuckle or, like, the outmost knuckle was actually bent at, like, a 90-degree angle. It's so- like when you're trying to make... Um- shadow puppets oh, and yeah. you make the dog and you bend it your thumb at a 90 degree angle to make the ear his finger was just like that yeah forever. and so like whenever i would try <laughs> and bend it back i would always wince in pain because Dude, I, I would remember, bend it back and then no, it would snap and I, I, <laughs> I freaking remember when i used to get mad at you when we were younger and i would try and bend your finger yeah, cause I because i knew it hurt you yeah. <laughs> oh my god that was so bad oh no and so like now i feel like maybe my body's just grown more skin or something but like I can bend it back and like I can like do it but like nor like naturally it just falls back to the 90 degree angle which I think is weird because I don't because like my right hand is completely fine like I I can put out my right hand like that but I mean like flat but my left hand has the 90 degree degree angle thumb (laughs) so oh my god I think that's your weirdest quality it's always like really weirded me out oh really yeah and I I Okay, I used to be really self-conscious about Sorry that. Sorry if that but made like, you more no, self-conscious. No, I don't care. I don't care about it now because like I sort of look at it as like a meme thing. Like, oh, that's a funny story. Like, uh, as a kid, I had like a weird thumb. Ha ha ha. But like, um, like I used to be so self-conscious. Like in school, I would when I would show somebody it, it was just like, oh, I'm connecting up with you on a different level oh, because God. I'm showing you my weird deformed oh, God. thumb. It's <laughs> just a thumb. Yeah, I know. Um, that's it for our questions, though. Like I said, if you if you guys have more questions for us, read for me. I don't know if Pete's gonna do another episode. Mm. Maybe maybe when I come home for winter break. But probably. Um. Know. Yeah. I'd love ask, to come back. Ask home. me questions. I think it would be really fun mm-hmm. if I can answer any questions about s- stuff you want to know about me, or mm-hmm. like if you're having a personal problem. I tend to, like, overly psychoanalyze people and situations, but I'm also not an overthinker, so it's, like, I just think about something, and I'm, like, okay, great, that's, like, what the answer is. Um, I'm totally blunt, like, if you know me, you know that I will say anything that comes to my mind, and I don't really care if it hurts your feelings, so I'm sorry if I've hurt anyone's feelings, and you're listening to this right now, but I will love to give you... I will love, I would love would. English. Yes. Would. I don't speak English. I mean, okay. I would love to give you guys some advice if you want some terrible advice from someone who's kind of struggling with life. Uh-huh. I will love to help you out. Will love. I oh would my- love to help you out. Oh my <laughs> god. Okay, so side tangent. Um, sorry, before we close this off, when whenever my sister comes home, we live in a very Filipino household. So um, my parents are, they, they came here from the Philippines, so our parents. And so my parents. Yeah, so they had to like learn the American like English, English language. Yeah, English language. But like American English because yeah. the English that they learned in the Philippines was very like formal. very formal yeah. like proper. You know how kind of like we learn Spanish yeah. in high school but it's like 
like proper exactly. Spanish, formal Spanish, as opposed to like Spanish that's exactly. actually spoken. And yeah. so yeah, so we they learn very formal English, and sometimes their Filipino will kick in and it'll break it up and it'll like mix it around and whatnot. And so whenever my sister comes home. She tells us that like sometimes her English gets a little bit jumbled because um, yeah, bro, she'll be I forget, around. I forget how to speak English like a lot of the time, and like sometimes I'm just like, I I don't know how to formulate a sentence uh-huh. anymore. Yeah, but that that's just I feel like that's just the thing that happens, especially like when you're around. And no, no, no. Keep in like mind, this. I took honors English and AP English mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. four years of high school, and like I. I don't know, I got fours and fives on every yeah, AP yeah, yeah. test. So, like, I know how to read and write English well. But, like, I feel like now that I haven't taken an English class since my freshman year of college, which was three years ago, my English has kind of been deteriorating. Yikes. Which, okay, not, like, in a bad way. Like, <laughs> I can still speak English, obviously. I'm fucking speaking English right now. But, like, you know, just how to formulate actual sentences with, like, syntax and grammar. Exactly. Oh, I'm terrible at it. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't know. I feel like we're doing a really good job. No, no, we're yeah, fine. This is, this is, you this know, is first a good gen podcast, kids. right? I think so. <laughs> oh my god. Um. <laughs> anyways, something that I want to start with every single guest I bring on on the podcast, um, I want to ask them the same question every single week. So if you are one of my future guests on a podcast, look forward to answering this question. But the question that I'm going to be asking you, Pete... Um, I want you to think back to what your life was like one year ago. You know, this time, mm. a little bit before Thanksgiving. Oh, shit, it's midnight. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, think about how your life was like one year ago. Can you kind of picture it a little bit? A little bit. Actually, Think, yeah, think about how yeah, you were. Bit, like, what stage bit. of yeah. life were you in a yeah. year ago? What advice would you give to yourself one year ago? Okay. Hmm. I would like my past self to know that even though people don't reach out anymore, it does not mean that they do not care about you. Um, I would also like my past self to know that going and just taking leaps and doing things just for the hell of doing them, it's fun. And it's might be scary, but it'll be great for the long haul. That's great. Yeah. That's great advice. I love that. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for joining me. Thank Pete. you. For I'm very me. honored to have you, my brother, my one and only favorite brother. Thank you. As my first guest on Life with Lex. <laughs> um, to all the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I seriously appreciate it because I don't I don't think I could listen to myself talk for more than 30 minutes. I hate listening to my own voice, so editing this is going to be hell. Mm-hmm. But seriously, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you liked this podcast, let me know. Um, and if you're interested in being a guest on one episode, let me know. You know, I would love to have you. I'd love to listen to you talk about yourself. Um, yourselves. Oh my gosh, yourself? yourselves oh english okay that's just another example anyways thank you so much for listening and you know in the meantime stay groovy stay cool peace out everyone